evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. And looky, looky, I got a co-host here already. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing tonight? Okay. Busy, busy, but otherwise okay. How are you? Yeah, I know that feeling. Always busy, busy. Yeah. Um, as I said, I didn't get to, unfortunately, watch Stranger Things, but other than the first episode. That's all right. But we can at least talk about that. And and fear, not that, no, fear wasn't, yeah. eh, I don't know. We'll wait till Karen gets here and then we'll. You know, that's the problem with these streaming shows when they, you know, when, when the ones that drop the whole thing, because yeah. everybody has different. You know, if it was week to week, we'd be fine. But some people have seen, you know, watched all seven episodes the first night. You know, not uh-huh. everybody can do that. Uh-huh. Right, right. Um, I will say though, because I had to watch screeners, I did watch two new shows coming out that are pretty good. Um, the one is Dark Winds that's coming on AMC, and. Um, also, I just watched uh, Chloe, which is uh, coming to Amazon. That's actually a BBC show, though. I didn't realize that until yesterday, but um, they're both pretty good. So at least there's some other stuff coming, although those drop all at once. Okay. Well, if Karen gets here soon, we can do yeah. fear. Did you watch anything else that you want to talk about while we're waiting a couple minutes? Um, I watched the first episode of The Boys. The first episode was crazy. The season's going to be nuts. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. Um, sorry we didn't get to – I had hoped we were going to get to cover it, but it didn't work That's out, right. unfortunately. It It happens. I was going to say, also evil coming back, but you guys quit watching that, right? Uh, yeah, we stopped watching that before the season ended. <laughs> okay. uh, oh, I like that. Oh, I feel like it. Oh, there she is. I, I, as I text her, she she shows up on the switchboard. Hello. How are you? Hello. We're good. How, How are you? Doing? you? Hi, sorry, I'm late. I was trying to get my dad okay. to go to bed. Oh, my dad is like almost you know, deaf, and he like plays a TV so loud. So I was trying to get him to go to bed before I tried to get on the phone. <laughs> well, you, you know what they say—the circle of life. You know, he couldn't get you to go to bed when you were little, and now you can't get him to go to bed when he's old. <laughs> I know, I know. Any anyone could bed because the Mets just came on because they're in California. <laughs> oh, I know. This 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 road trip is killing me. They played. Four against the Dodgers. They're playing three against San Diego now, and then they play three against the Angels. So for like a week and a half, I'm staying up much later than I should be and getting enough sleep to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. West Coast road trips. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you hear any like blasting games, it's because my dad doesn't have a hearing aid. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, uh, we digress. Uh, how are you guys? Good? Good, yep. We are yeah. good. All right. Now you guys, now you guys can talk about The Walking Dread. 
Yeah, walking dread. Fear the Walking Dead. Oh my God! You know, look. Here's the thing. I I was glad to see Madison come back. Okay, I like her. Um, I feel like if we didn't know who she was and she was a new character, then maybe this episode wasn't horrible. But I don't buy that she became this bad person. I I don't know. I found it very out of character. But more than that, what I'm mad about right now, and I don't know if you know this, I found this out after the fact. I thought they didn't kill Alicia. We saw that they had her alive on the beach, and it was fine. Well, I guess she's not dead, but she is leaving, because apparently she posted on, goodbye on social media. So they're not even going to have... <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. The whole reason, like the whole thing we were waiting for, is that they would have that reunion, and the fact that they're not going to get one, I I have a big problem with. Well, you so. and most of the fandom, like to bring to have mm-hmm. those characters, like have this like misconnection in the last two episodes, it's frustrating. I think for all of us, and I think we talked about it last week. Like if if Alicia Goodman carries leaving the show, look, I'm glad, good for her, right? But. Um, I think I suggested not last week, like, like, could they have had her turn and Madison have to be the one to, like, put her down, you know, so there's some closure between the yeah, characters or something. I know, that's what it's, I was thinking. Either have Madison come back an episode sooner or have Alicia die. But I'm guessing they probably didn't have Alicia die because they're probably going to drag out trying to make it a possibility she could come back. I right. mean, I think that they don't want you to think she's dead. Now, will she come right. back? I don't know. But um, she's obviously got a new show. So, um, and I, I mean, that's, that's great for Alicia, Devin and Carrie, you know, but, um, not so much for, for the yeah. walking dead. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I liked seeing Morgan and Madison together, but I, I just didn't, I mean, I understand that, that people change and people do things because of bad things that happen to them. But I kind of, to some extent, am, am of the opinion that somebody, people turn bad, but your whole personality of who you are and your values do not just get flipped on its head because somebody did something you didn't like to you. Like, I don't believe that she would start kidnapping these people's kids and that she suddenly doesn't care if her kids are alive and and that, you know, she's this whole completely different person. I mean, yeah, we knew he was going to bring her back and get her good at the end. And that was kind of the point, but I don't know. I, I just feel like they could have come up with something better. And also she was in a fire. Okay. So she has a little bit of asthma and no burns. I also have a problem with that. Um, I think that is something that they probably just wanted her to look pretty and didn't want to give her burns, I feel like, because that made no sense that, it, that she wasn't even burnt. Did you think of that, or did it not matter to you? I just you know, it, didn't, it, it actually didn't occur to me um, uh, that she's not burned, but that's a really good point. So, so you know, Morgan surmises that she had like terrible smoke inhalation, right, from the from the fire, and I guess her lungs are like permanently damaged, right? Yes, that um, is why. But the fact that she yeah. had no, and also, do you notice that she couldn't breathe at the beginning, and then like when they were in the um, in the mausoleum, once they broke her oxygen, do you notice she never needed it again once he destroyed it? Well, I mean, she doesn't need it very much. So first of all, I felt it was a very no, like, but she did until that point. I, I mean, okay, let me okay. I'm just going to put this out there. I do think it was an improvement over last week's episode, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like okay. that's, that's the said. only positive thing I can say. Um, yeah, I think, Jamie, it's a really good point. It hadn't occurred to me, like, that she has no burns, but that's a really good point. I think that I felt like 
like this thing of having that, like I've seen so many villains that need oxygen. And I kept thinking of AJ, is it, is it blue velvet where Dennis Hopper keeps like breathing in that like oxygen mask thing all through the movie? Right. Isn't it blue velvet? I don't know if AJ's listening right now. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> and I kept thinking of that uh, because Madison, like, like I, I just felt like it was such a, I don't know, a trope that I've seen. And, and uh, it, Jamie, as you said, she doesn't need it consistently. Like she's able to totally run around and fight zombies, and then she's like, she takes, she never takes more than one breath out of the oxygen tank at a time that we see, right? And then she runs around mm-hmm. again. Uh, it's very inconsistent, yeah. stupid. And like, I'm sorry, but like you and I complain all the time about unlimited bullets and gasoline and radios and batteries. Now she's like had unlimited oxygen for like oxygen, I guess years, yeah. right? Well, I think they were supposed to be giving it to her, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I was reading, I, I noticed some people said, which I hadn't really thought about until I started reading about the episode, but I, I kind of wonder if Padre maybe is CRM, Yeah. because that would actually yeah. kind of make sense, them having resources, but it's the reason why well, that, that would all make sense. Yeah, because I, but, I mean, um, we we've, we saw on this show, this show in particular has played up the lack of gasoline and how they had to run Tank Town for yeah. like a whole season to make like that was a whole plot. And now we see these Padre people, they have boat fuel also, right? Um, and they have this massive, like, I mean, they were taking the Zodiac out to a bigger ship. Like, I, I, like the, the, the show is just ridiculous with the resources, right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. There also seems to be, I mean, another, so I agree with you that Madison's kind of, for her entire person, I, we knew it was spoiled that they were going to bring her back as a villain. Although I don't really feel like she was a villain. Well, I don't think like, she's going to be a villain now. That's why I think it was just like a one episode villain. At least that's what I yeah, felt like. Yeah. Maybe I'm she was a villain for like maybe 40 minutes. If she stayed and she, a villain, maybe it would have made more sense. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. yeah. And she was, yeah. she, she was, uh, I mean, she was kind of coerced into being a villain, but I also like, I kind of agree with you suggesting that, like, I don't think Madison ever would have fallen for it in the first place. Like, we believe Madison would be like, oh, yeah, I believe that these people can help me find my children, and so I'll snatch babies for it. Like, it's just... Yeah, or even just to get the oxygen. Like, I don't believe that she would do that just to save herself, either. I mean, the no. fact of her of them getting her to the point where she didn't want to see her kids because she became like them, that part yeah. I kind of believe. I just don't yeah. believe that they would have gotten her to that point. It, it yeah. seems I too... Like, like, like people can be redeemed, but to make a good person bad and then make them good again, it just seems like it was, I don't know. Well, that's how this show is. I mean, yeah. they made Victor yeah. bad, and then they made Victor suddenly, like, repentant and best friend, and tell Alicia that he loved her at the end of the episode last week, right? Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I... I didn't dis episode as much as you did last week, the one before this, but yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like, I also felt like Madison talking to the Padre people like through this intercom, like I just, like I'm just, the amount of resources these people have and and the setups, like I, um, mm-hmm. I, maybe it's because we watched the flagship show for so long and on Walking Dead, like Alexandria and the Hilltop and all of them like really have no resources. Of course, they're, they're five years ahead, right? Like there was a five-year time yeah, on that, that fear hasn't done. Um, yeah, but they're like, you know they're I, like, yeah. yeah I was just gonna say the thing that I do think was interesting in this episode because we've talked about this a lot because I, I know a lot of times I mentioned how like on these shows there's levels of evil, 
And I think a lot of, like, the ones that buried Morgan in that and, like, we're going after her. And I'm thinking, I don't think these people are necessarily really bad because I kind of feel like if people were stealing your children, you have a right to go after them, you know. And it, it, it does make me also question the people at Padre, though, and I'm curious if as much as they're doing this, and, and yes, they're bad. I don't, I don't want to say it that way. But, but I think there's a good possibility that the place that they have for these kids, like that they really are taking care of them. I mean, it's not okay to take them away from their families. Don't get me wrong in any way. I'm not saying that. What they're doing is wrong. But this might actually be like a good – like you don't know that those kids aren't being treated decent there we, other than they're being taken away from their families, you know. And, again, not that that's okay, but it just makes me wonder. It just, it's, I don't know, kind of interesting a little bit. Depending how this goes, it could be interesting. Yeah. I I, so, I mean, yes, I agree with you. We don't know that the children are being abused except for the fact that separating them. And it's not just like, you know, snatching baby Mo, who, who, who is a baby member, but like yeah, that woman, older. I think her name was Jennifer, says they stole her daughter. Odessa was six when they took her. And the other guy says his child was nine when they took him. And, you know, they're taking uh, older yeah. children. Who, I mean, not that it's okay to take a baby, but they're they're taking, yeah. Uh, I mean, I they're agree with you. Them. They have every right to try to. I, 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 partly what I object to, I guess, though, I just feel like this show can't be. Okay, so somebody steals your child, and then they, like, they like bury everyone in a hole up to their neck for the tide to come in and kill them or whatever and make them walk. Or, that I, was kind of funny, so, I like the, the walkers with their heads sticking up out of the sand. I thought yeah, that was Yeah, but it just feels so Batman. It just feels so James Bond or Batman to me that, like, just kill them. Like, like, like I don't know. It just feels like so, like, I think it when we get to the apocalypse. When we get to the apocalypse, we have to just kill people because this is how people escape. This is how Madison escapes, right? This is how. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just not a. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's possible these children are being raised. This idea of being raised with no attachments and like a community with no attachments—it's just not. not I mean, it's good, not a yeah. possibility. That's I just question the way they're being treated. They might be being treated yeah. good. We don't know. It just, I, I, well, I, I, mean, so, I always think so, about just how things do have levels with what they're doing, and I'm so just kind of curious. Treated sufficiently with food and protection and security, but you cannot have a society with no connection. Like you can't raise a child with no, no connection. That, that's how you raise sociopathic serial killers, serial killers right? Yeah. Or, and exactly. and how do you how do you repopulate? And how do you like you have to have like so? There certainly are not enough children out in the world to kidnap, to repopulate society. You have to, right? right. Like, I don't know. It, it's, pro- it's probably all a lie. It, I mean, I, I'm with you that it could be the CRM. Um, well, the that's CRM I'm curious because I think it could be interesting if they are taking care of them. If yeah. these people aren't yeah. horrible murderers. Now, they're still taking away their parents, but, you know. Um, because, I mean, you think about the fact, too, they maybe have resources for the children, but not the parents. I mean, to some extent, yeah. You can't share resources with everybody, so maybe in their mind, you know, not everybody that's bad thinks they're bad. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The one thing, though, I also question, and this comes again down to, like, the details of the writing, but were they supposed to have told Madison their plan, the ones that could put her in the sand? Because whenever they came off the beach and they were walkers, like, you figured mm-hmm. out who they were pretty quick. But she says something like, I told them not to go to the dock or something like that. Why would yeah. you have told them 
not so, like like they tried to kill her and she's like oh by the way don't go to the doc because you'll end up dead like it just made no sense to me that that would have even been a conversation um, oh because she was like turning good at this point right yeah well whether she would have tried to not let them be killed because she felt bad or what I don't see that they would have given told her their plan to even say don't go near the doc because you'll get killed. Like, it just seems this really random yeah. line whenever that yeah. girl came back. She's like, I told them not to go to the docks. It's like, you did? When did yeah. that happen? Yeah, um, when, yeah. that's true. It never happened. That, yeah, but aside from that, that's why I said if she was a new character, like if I try to look at this as it wasn't Madison, but it was this new character he redeemed, if you look at it that way, it wasn't a bad episode. It was pretty decent, but that isn't what it is. I mean, you can't. Yeah ignore the history of the show but right. you know it, it 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 was a decently made episode i mean it, it was it wasn't other than those the the, the details we've mentioned <laughs> yeah it, it was okay um and i yeah. like seeing like i said morgan and madison together i do also hope that we'll get to see strand and madison together at some point um my question too though why do you think in the end because i watched the little clips did i I feel like I must have watched the behind-the-scenes thing at the end because I remember listening to Andrew Chambliss or whoever it was saying about it, about, about what Morgan's decision and that to, um, to tell them about his people. I mean, I kind of figured right away that he would use Sherry, but I, I almost feel like he did that because he thinks that then he'll have them on his side to fight. Like, I don't feel like he was necessarily giving them up. Like, I felt yeah. like he, things resource yeah. did you feel the same way well yeah I mean I feel like he's like oh I know where these people are he didn't say like they're my people right he said I know there are people out there he didn't say like my people are out there uh, right like right I think, but right. I think he like, did it because he thinks they can help save them that's why I think right they'll run into like yeah up. they'll be like his no, army or whatever yeah yeah I, um yeah. I'm with you on that um and then I'm like oh so that's why Sherry's pregnant <laughs> that was my first thought right away. Now we yeah. know why she's pregnant because we need that. Now we know why she's pregnant. So yeah, like that dumb plot point had a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really do. Don't want um, to see another baby. Uh, well, but, I don't want to see another baby. You know, I, I don't feel I love like babies on television. So, well, me too. I'm not a huge fan of babies on television either. Um, and I feel like like um, with you, I didn't really need to see this Sherry pregnant storyline. Um. And now we know what. Now we know why it exists. Now we know why we're having it. Um, uh, what else are we gonna say about this? Uh, and I, I guess like we're now getting like this is like what all of next season is gonna be like, the hunt for Mo, right? Mm-hmm. Not all of next season, but we know what the main thing is going into next season. I guess like starting next season, yeah, will be yeah, you know, trying to find Mo, um, baby Morgan. Uh, which I'm not that yeah, interested in. You know, I feel like we just well, we just went through this where Victor yeah. took Morgan, Victor took the baby, and they rescued her back, and now someone else took the baby, and they have to rescue her back. And like, like, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm kind of not like, see, why do I have to watch this again that I that I just watched, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and also, so I, I feel like does this mean the nuclear storyline is over? Like nuclear bombs went off and there were no real consequences of that. Right. We didn't really see much of a, like, 
I don't feel like we saw much no, of any. Right. Um, right? Like we saw them for half of a season walk around in hazmat suits, and that was the extent of it. And then they kind of. We know how loose two, they are with the science on this show. Yes, and Although, only two people. Before, you don't necessarily watch this show though for them to be scientifically accurate. But yes, they need. That's they correct. never really. They never really did that right. I mean, right. from the and beginning, only, they sort of only really two people got radiation poisoning, and mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, now they've moved over to Louisiana where the wind apparently doesn't blow over there either, right? And there's no real consequences um, of that. So I guess they're done with it. I mean, I guess that just proves it was for shock value. It's not a real story. It was just a sh- like, let, what can we, you know? Karen, half of this show is for shock value. I know, I know. I mean, I did think, it, so what do you think about, like, it being... Morgan being the first person Madison runs to, runs into, as opposed to like, so she doesn't run into, um, I Strand, right? I think Strand is not the first person. She I sees. think it's annoying, and I feel like it's a way for them to stretch everything out because that's what people are waiting for. Um, yeah. Other than, I mean, it didn't bother me per se, but I feel like that's what they did, and that's why I said they should have had her come back one episode earlier to see, you know, her daughter, even if she thought she was dead, at least, like, have the two people together for five minutes. Like, the act, yeah. you know, it seems like such a missed opportunity. I mean, we talked about this weeks ago. We really didn't think they were going to do that. Um, yeah. And I feel like not, if, if she's leaving the show, they should have killed her because I feel like they didn't kill her simply so fans will think she's coming back. And maybe they will try to get her back. I, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, Madison was supposed to be dead, and they brought her back. So you yeah, know, it's just annoying. Um, they could have had some kind of reunion. It didn't have to be long, but well, they right. Didn't, so that's right, they chose not but to. As far as I know, as far as I know, she's not coming back because she was like, I yeah. guess, saying goodbye on social media and stuff. So yeah, yeah, she's not coming back. She's but at done. least, hopefully, at the very least, we'll see Madison with Strand because that was like the the next best thing, you know, next best thing we want to see. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, seeing Madison, yeah, uh, because they were. I mean, if if Strand is going to go back to being like normal Strand, and we're not having like, I guess Strand, Strand is back hope. to. Right, if Strand is yeah, back to his normal as, strandiness. As much as I complain he flip-flops and I don't know that I buy he's suddenly good again, I'd rather them just go back to what he was and just be like, we made a mistake and just kind of gloss over it in this case. Because he was one of the better characters before they screwed it up. So yeah. I would prefer them just to be like, yeah, we had made a mistake. Let's just go back and make him good again. Yeah, let's just, yeah. Let, like, it was just a bad dream, viewers. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like you, I was looking forward to seeing Morgan and Madison together. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can say I'm into that. Um, that's good. I, 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 I'm, I'd rather see her with Victor. Uh, I, I guess we'll see some level of like how Victor feels about, you know, you know, he's just lost Alicia. If we believe anything, I mean, I don't believe it, but we're going to have to believe the whole Victor, like his, um, 
his feelings about Alicia, right, and how he just, Let's like, see. declared. Here's the thing. We know that they can film things opposite, but it, but it, it sucks so much that they always tell things. Because they could have even, the thing is, if, if, if she didn't, like, do that, they could have even had, like, a season of Strand and Madison looking for Alicia. And I yeah. do not necessarily know she might not come back. And, like, I would have been okay right. with that. Right. Now, granted, to be fair, they didn't necessarily tell her to go tell everybody she's not coming back. I mean, I can right. understand. But at the same time, there are, you know, not, not definitely called a DNR, not a DNR, NDA. And, and they, yeah. they, they don't have to always announce everything, which screws up. But I mean that's yeah. not that's not even just an AMC problem. That's a pretty much every single TV show problem. I mean, look at Doctor yeah. Who. How many how many everything's been revealed with Doctor Who already about next? Well, about and you know, the Walking Walking Dead universe is the worst. Like they they yeah. like how much how much more awesome would it have been for the not you know for that coming back. and then for her yeah. to turn her head and you'd be like, holy crap, it's Kim Dickens, right? Like that would have yeah, been amazing. That's I would like to not read spoilers, but it's like you can't, well, number one, you can't do my job and not know the spoiler. I mean, it's kind of impossible, but you, you can't even really go online and read about the show and not know the stuff. It's like you can't, it, it's too hard to avoid everything. It's just yeah, annoying. But, but. Uh, but, you know, there was a time when shows, uh, there are shows that keep spoilers, right? Like there are plenty of shows that are able to keep a spoiler. Um, and, you know, spoilers getting out is not the same as having, like, a full-on press campaign for weeks. Yeah, uh, right? and I think they think, well, people will watch it if she's coming back. But maybe if you made it good instead and didn't do that, people would be watching it. <laughs> what? Know? Maybe if you made like, it good? People want to be surprised. Like, if they can yeah. make a show and surprise people and we'll come yeah. back. We don't, yeah. we don't need to be told yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't um, know. But, but all in all, it was a, it was a decent episode. Um, it was and, a better and episode. I hope I hope that it continues, and I want to I want to see this place, and I'm curious what they do with Padre. Um, some point I can talk to her too. I tried, it didn't work out, but um, oh, you like you you, you haven't been able to schedule yeah, her yet. Yeah, talked to Kim because I had I had tried to get her, but uh, she wasn't available. But um, we'll see when the season starts. But um, it's not coming back for quite a while, I guess. The other show will be back first, right? And also the um. I believe, don't quote me, but I think the Tales of the Walking Dead, I think, is in August, I want to say. I yeah. think it's in August. It's all press release. So um, we'll get that, I guess, before the original comes back, too. Um, and then yeah. we'll get the third, the third part of um, the flagship series. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get, yeah, we'll get all that before. Um, I mean, this hasn't started shooting yet. This hasn't, yeah. Um, so we'll have to, yeah, wait and see what happens. Yeah. With it. All righty. All righty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for that, unless you have anything else to add. No, I guess we've pretty much done that, talked about that. Yep. Um, I mean, it was, there's not that much that really, you know, there weren't that many big reveals. There wasn't really a lot of, you know, Madison no, character development, whatever it is, what it is. It's not that something that we love or, yeah. Um, yeah, and they were the only ones in that episode. Um, well, I mean, that's another oh, problem. Yeah. 
sorry. No. <laughs> I was just going to say, I will say one thing. I did like what they did with, like, um, no, like I said, I don't think he actually gave up Sherry in a sense. Like, I think he more thinks they can help him. But I, I did like how he kind of gave up that other woman and was, like, willing to, like, I bought that, that he was willing to trade that other woman. Like, I think in the back of his mind, like, yeah, I think he figured, figured knowing Morgan, that he probably figured he could save her in the end. But at the same time, I feel like he was willing to give her up for Mo. And I kind of appreciated that. And it wasn't like more, all of Morgan's like, Morgan can do no wrong thing. So I, I just wanted to say I did kind of appreciate how they did that and how he lied um, yeah. you know, with Madison. I'm not so, sure how I felt about that. Well, I mean, I mean, Morgan is not bad. And I'm like I said, I think Morgan, I think in the back of his mind, he probably thought he could save her and save that kid. But for his own child, I mean, I, I bought that he was willing to give up that woman. I, I did believe that. So I thought that that was a little more interesting that they did it that way. So sorry, All what right. were you going to say? Before? Well, I mean, oh, you I'm have to believe. You have to sorry, believe also that. You have to believe also then that Madison was willing to do it, right? Like all these people well, are willing to like give up Madison another person's wasn't child. Willing to. Madison wasn't just willing to sacrifice one person to save her child. That's not – she went and actively hurt people and took people's children. That I don't buy. And also her children are adults too. But, I mean, not that that necessarily makes a difference. I'm just saying, I don't know. It was a little different to me. It wasn't the same. Really? I mean, he but was well aware that her child – I mean, she'd basically be used as breeding stock. They'd take her child away from her and kill her eventually. I guess. I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, what Madison did was a little different, but I see what you're saying. I just, I, I, sometimes they make Morgan, they make it be Morgan can do no wrong. Yeah. So I just okay. kind of appreciated that he was willing to do what he needed to do to get what he wanted. And I okay. think to save your child, you may be willing to do that. All so right. I'm with you on that. I don't know. Maybe. I hear you. Yeah. That Morgan is willing to like, like, is he really any better than Madison in the end? No. Yeah, technically no. Because he's willing to do what Madison did. Okay. I, I hear you. Yeah, that's fair. Fair assessment. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add? or? No, no, no. Let's move on from this. We're, we're free now for several months from any of these <laughs> shows. I think the next one is, I think August is when Tales yeah, of the Walking Dead will be next, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Well, let's um, All right. talk about Stranger Things then. Um, okay. Like I said, I did not see very far. So, um, All right. So just the first episode, I don't have the whole, first, like, 90 minutes. I have to say, I'm trying to even remember what happened. I've seen it, like, the day or the day after it came out. I don't even remember what happened. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I, I don't... I don't know. It's kind of different because they're not in the same place. You know, it's like a lot of it seems like almost like a new, I don't want to say a reboot, but a little bit maybe because we, a lot of it was kind of, at least the first episode to me, a lot of it was more like reestablishing where they're at and what's happened in their lives more so than the actual mythology part of it. Um, not a whole lot happened in the first episode. I mean, what happened happened at the very end of the first episode with that alien thing taking over the cheerleader. 
Um, but I mean, the I think the interpersonal character stories were good. I just don't know that I have anything really intelligent that I can think of to really, um, you know, bring to it. But I mean, I thought it was good. I just didn't see enough of it. All right. I mean, I think I might have a little more to say about this episode. Um, but AJ, you've been quiet for a long time, so let's go to you first. Um, <clears throat> I thought a lot happened. <laughs> the biggest yeah. thing, though, that uh, Jamie Jamie's right, though, and I mean, we know that COVID has a lot to do with this. It got pushed back, and everybody's so much older and taller now, especially Mike. Mike is the, everybody else didn't bother me as much, but Mike is so damn tall and skinny that I just keep looking at him, going, "What the hell." <laughs> like it, it really distracted me. Um, but overall, I like everything, you know, because you know, because kids are, you know, the kids are in high school now and everything, and you know, so it's a new dynamic and everything. And you know, Lucas has got his basketball, and he's still, you know, he still nerds out with them, but it's like he's trying to establish himself in a different way, so it kind of uh, makes things difficult for the first episode. Like you said, everybody's kind of in different places. Elle is not having good times in California. Um, yeah, her, she lost her powers. That was the other thing I was going to say. That was important. Well, uh, yeah, well, that happened I last season. That um, was at the end of last season. I am... Um, was it? I didn't remember that. I I mean, I, I enjoyed quite a lot of it. I, I, so the first thing I'm really enjoying, let me just put out there, you guys, that I graduated high school in 1986, the year that this is set. And um, <laughs> so I recognize a lot of what I'm seeing in terms of fashion and popular culture and the music and whatever, right? Although this, this was not really the music to my, so like Gross Point Blank is also the class of 86 and that's more the soundtrack of my high school years, but this stuff too. And I wore a uniform, but oh, I wore, I, I, I wore a uniform to school, but I wore those clothes and that hair and whatever. So I'm really enjoying the whole 86 thing. Um, I kind of really enjoyed, this is going to sound mean, but I enjoyed the way the the, the, par, the party they called themselves, right? The gang of kids used to be called the party. The party's totally fractured and everyone's gone their separate ways. And I kind of really, um, like... You remember how that was, right? That you had a group of kids that you ran with when you were like little kids in the streets, running, running the streets, yeah. you know what I mean? Like riding your bikes or whatever. Yeah. And then you get to high school and people start to change and, and you know, I, I kind of, like I thought they did a, not the most sensitive job ever, but a decent job with sort of the teenage growing pains and the way the group is like sort of falling apart and going their different ways. I, I have a bad feeling about, Elle and Mike, like, I feel like Elle is way more invested than Mike is right now in that little relationship, probably because her life sucks so much, and she has no friends and which nobody. Which is funny, which is funny, too, because she made him work for it last season. <laughs> she really did. She really did. Um, and now, I, I don't know, is it just me? I got a vibe that, like, I mean, definitely she's so invested, and I got a vibe that maybe Mike is is, you know, I mean, of course, people don't marry their twelve their boyfriend they had when they were twelve. I mean, some people do, but not that many, right? Um, yeah. Well, even I, um, even um, what you call it? 
uh, Nancy and Jonathan. Okay, what's Will's brother? Jonathan. Jonathan. You know, even there, you know, long, long, long distance, long, yeah, long distance relationships aren't easy. You know, especially when you know, yeah. in this, you know, when you're, you know, teenagers and kids. You know, I mean, it's not like they could just. I mean, they could hop a flight, but it's not like you know. Oh, I mean, when I was growing up, you know, a long-distance relationship for me was the next town over, you know what I mean? Because you didn't have a car yeah. or anything, and you weren't going to yeah. walk there because it was too far, you know? So, I mean, these, they're in different states now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the way they set it up, though. And it, it's actually funny because that, that first shot of the high school, I was like, oh, God, 80s fashions. And I grew up in the 80s, but even I know the 80s fashions, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, sporting. too, but, I mean, I was young in the 80s, but... You're just yeah. younger, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and also yeah, with the boys, like, we saw how... Yeah. And, you know, uh, so a lot of times you see these shows where, um, or in movies, like, one, often it's a pack of girls, and the girl becomes a popular girl, like, you know, something like 13 Going on 30, or... Heathers or Mean Girls, where the nerdy girl becomes a popular girl and changes. This is a little bit, because this show is mostly about boys, we see Lucas joining the basketball team, and, and by the end of this episode, he's the hero of the game, right? And he's yeah. going in a different, he's going the popular direction. So, yeah, I, I, I know, I kind of... The D&D was cute, though. I thought that was funny about their group. And the like, D&D was sure. awesome. Yeah, I mean, I never played it, but, like, I know, you know. Yeah, his story was great. Um, yeah, and I love the way they kind of juxtaposed that against the basketball game. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I did a decent job. Like, I was going to win. And I'm like, they're going to win. And then I'm like, oh, no, they're going to lose. Oh, no, they're going to win. <laughs> um, uh, that was well done. Erica, it's a great – I mean, Erica steals every scene she's in, right, um, has yeah. for the entire series. Um, so I like all of that. And I think, um, you know, I, I guess setting them up to be – they're separated geographically and they're separated. There's like a big emotional or psychological gulf between, you know, they're separated um, in other ways, um, the kids. And I guess that's going to be a good setup for them having to come together to fight the the next big bad this season. So, Mm -hmm. Hey, I love, I love Eddie. Eddie, I think is a great new character. Eddie's awesome. Eddie, the drug dealer. Dealer guy. Eddie's, Eddie is the 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 the, the dungeon master for the D and D. Yeah, the drug dealer kid. Yes, yes, yes. The drug yes, dealer yes, slash yes. dungeon master. Uh, drug dealer with a heart of gold. He's a nice guy and a good character, yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I like Eddie a lot. Um, but um, they oh. they do a they do Go a ahead, good job her. with these older they do a good job with these older extra boys like. Steve has, was a great character, right? He's always been a great character. Um, <laughs> and um, Billy, who we all hated, but came around to actually looking back on last season, Billy was a good addition as a character, right? Max's yeah. horrible stepmother, who she actually, like, what do you guys think? Like, she really misses him now. Like, he was horrible, right? Yeah, but she misses him. Well, he was her stepbrother, um, who was a yeah. little jerk but sort of like, I mean, sacrificed himself in the end, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, we haven't, talked, we haven't talked about that opening scene. 
with um, that was L when she was. Yeah, you know, and oh, yeah, I gotta say, I mean, I I, love, I, I, I thought that was great. Sorry, go ahead. But I gotta say, it kind of changes my feelings about L because I get killing all the adults. You know what they're doing to these kids is awful, and I totally on board. Kill all the adults. But she killed all the kids, too, and they were going through the same things that she was. So, I mean, I mean, it could, could it be a situation of she didn't control herself and she just kind of That's blasted kind of out rough. and everybody took a hit for it? Or, you know, I don't know. But, but then again, at the same time, it seems like – see, it's hard to say because we were seeing everything through, through um, Matthew Modine's perspective, and he was on the other side of that door, and the door just came blasting through. Um, so we don't know if that was, you know, aimed at him or if she just stood in the middle of a room and she was just like, Aah! and it just blasted out in all directions. So, I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to get to see, we got to see more of that, I would hope. Um, so, I mean, um, but, you know, just, well, just from our initial, what we got, okay, um, just from what our initial got, I, I was kind of like, uh, you know what? I'm not sure how I feel about L right now. <laughs> Jamie, Especially after. That? Oh, go ahead, AJ. Shit. Sorry. Especially after. You're not sure how you feel about L, especially I, I, after. I, I know. I was going to say, especially after, and I can't remember if that was episode two or not, what I was going to say. Oh. She hasn't done anything in episode one that would make me not like her. Well, the thing in episode one was just when she was young, but I kind of, yeah, I kind of assumed that she lost control of her powers. But what I was saying I was curious about is whether they um, filmed that, like, years ago or whether they, like, nope. de-aged her digitally or they used they de- another they kid. They de-aged her definitely... digitally. Okay, that's what I was curious was about. Yeah, yeah, I agree about that. So, you guys, I disagree I don't think Elle killed them. I, so I don't believe that in the fourth season we're going to find out that Elle has a psychotic streak or did something. I think the Mind Flayer came to kill them all or, and, or whoever Ooh. came and killed all the kids, but Eleven's the one who survived. And just because Matthew Modine says, what did you do, doesn't mean she did it. That's he, a good he's point. a known idiot. That's a good point. He's a known idiot that, for three seasons, right? That's a good that point. Is, that is an interesting theory. I, I kind of like that. Things aren't always what they seem. And, yeah. and that's why the mind yeah. player wanted to kill her in season three because she's the last one standing, and he's been after her. Right. So I think yeah, that makes. Sense. I think she didn't. I think she didn't do it. Yeah, I, like I think something killed them all. So, good point. But couldn't get her for some reason because she's the most powerful. That's, that's a good theory. Um, Jamie, yeah. where yeah, uh, in, in in episode one, what is the what is the last thing you see with L? I, the, I just the watched last, episode one I today. Know, I can tell The last you. thing I just remember. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I just remember her losing her powers when that girl picked on her, and she like said that she didn't really do anything. Yes, the last thing we see. Okay, so you did see that part. See that? Power wise. Yeah. That, oh, that was that was what yeah. I was gonna say. Especially when I, when I said especially, and then I stopped because I can't remember. She, it, you know, she obviously forgot that she didn't have her powers, or she, you know, or was hoping they would come back. I mean. Had she had her power, she was ready to blast those kids, which is uh, yeah, why I, that's a good uh, point. Like, I like your theory. Like, I like your theory, but at the same time, 
she's, you know, I mean, she's being bullied like a, a motherfucker. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's like she, actually yeah. watching it, I'm kind of like, man, I like, I, I actually kind of, I don't forget, but it's like, at the same, but watching it, it's like, I almost, you know, almost forgot how cruel the 80s were, how mean the, the mean kids were, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, Not necessarily. You know, it's, it's, Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you. Sorry, I muted it for a second by mistake. Um, I was going to say, I don't know that that's necessarily an 80s thing. I think that's just a kid's thing. I mean, kids can be cruel regardless yeah, but, of the, well, the Well, my point is because the world we live in now is a lot different um, compared True. to what it was like growing up in the 80s and even the 90s. I mean, you could get away with a lot of shit because nobody had cell phones to record it and prove it. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, uh-huh. the, things, things, a lot of shit that, people weren't, yeah. yeah, there's awareness now. Yeah. You were, you were allowed to get away with a lot more shit back then. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Cause it wasn't really my experience cause I, I was kind of went to a sheltered high school, you know, my school only had 150 people and it was all girls with, and nuns don't tolerate that kind of shit or whatever. So, um, well, the nuns were the, the nuns were the bullies, though, right? In some cases, yeah. Yes, I, I was. I was called. I was called names by nuns more than by students. Um, I. That's a good point against my theory, right? Because if Elle had her power, she was going to lash out against Angela. I think is the girl's name, right? And Elle yeah, tried Angela. to like. Elle tried to public. First of all, Elle should not be using her powers in public if she had them, right? Like, I, like I understand that she's a frustrated. Um, child who can't like control her emotions or whatever right and was lashing out but that yeah that could have been a potentially really bad thing um that so that so you guys good I still point. Like your theory, like, though. you feel like you feel like l lost control maybe and killed all those kids yeah it's possible right like my theory is and i, I haven't seen past episode one so you guys might already know that my theory is like crackpot and out the window but uh, or i guess oh, I'm, not, I'm, one, I'm I'm the only one that's seen past episode one. Yeah. I watched about 15 minutes of episode two and, and nothing happens of like major interest. I mean, um, okay. See, I thought, uh, saw all. I misunderstood. I thought yeah, you saw yeah. No, she said yeah, she could have watched that much. Karen no, said she could have watched that much, but since you only watched episode one. Right. Right. But you've seen it, right? AJ. He's seen, he's seen three, I'm sorry, right? What was that, Jamie? Seen three. I said you've seen, seen four. Okay, three. But you've seen a lot. Okay. I was just trying to figure out. All right. So, Which is funny because um, when we talked last week, you guys were, like, going to blow past me, and I said I might be able to finish it. And then I was like, oh, I only got four yeah. done. Then you guys were like, yeah, I've only seen one. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <I'm happy laughs> oh, no, I don't care. Ask, I just thought it was funny. So let me ask Jamie first and then EJ. What did you think of the new, like, demon, villain, bat, big bad, whatever he is uh, in episode one? Looked like good effects. <laughs> I don't really I'm not quite understanding what he, I mean, I know he's an alien, but that's about all I even got out of it. Okay, he's not I an alien. He all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Weird, but. He's not an alien, though, Jamie. <laughs> he's a demon. He's from the Upside well, Down. He, Oh, that's true. Right. I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking it's another right. planet. Um, yeah. yeah. He's from another dimension. I mean, he's, he, like, yeah. I guess generally no, you're right. because he's from another dimension, but he's not an extraterrestrial. He's from the Upside Down. Right, right. 
he's an enter and that's not the right word, but he's a terrestrial. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It is a demon. Um, I think the way they did that was was cool. I think that this episode was a lot darker, definitely than uh-huh. it was before. So, um, I thought it was so uh, so. Actually, so it, it was interesting to me that you know the episode aired with a what. So I don't know when it dropped, but when I watched it today. It opens with a t- the episode opens with a title card that's like we shot this over a year ago, we shot this over a year ago, and in light of the recent like it doesn't actually say Uvalde, but in light of the recent shooting, like this could be, yeah, they this could bother people. Recap, when I watched the recap that came up, so I had wondered if they partially meant what happened last season too, like at the mall and everything. I wasn't sure exactly what it. I mean, I knew why they put it in there, but I wasn't sure like if it was referring to a specific scene or what. Because I thought on yeah. the Because in this episode, like, like there's the bullying, but there's not like major violence at the school in this particular episode. It all happened. Right, all, right. all the violence really happened in Chrissy's mind in this episode, right? Um, I yeah. thought that guy was really scary. Now I know a little bit about who he is because headlines like spoil it. Um, but I thought he was. It was darker, and I thought he was really scary in like a different kind of a way. Like the Demogorgon was scary. The mind flare is funny. scary. Yeah. But this guy, this was like a very personal kind of, I don't know, he had a little bit of like a Freddy Krueger kind of thing going on, I felt like, and it was a very personal attack on Chrissy, right? It wasn't, I mean, I guess it was personal with Will in the past, but like for a different reason. I'm also really confused, like why Chrissy? Like Chrissy was never a character before. Chrissy's a new character who exists only in this one episode. And why is this guy after Chrissy? Like, what did she do? She wasn't in the mall. She's not connected to the upside down that we know about. She doesn't have power. Like, why was he after her? You know, it's it's funny you say say that he reminded me of Freddy Krueger type thing. I got a very strong Nightmare on Elm Street vibe in this episode. Yeah. And and yeah. a very you know and as, as it continues I get, I get like like this season seems to be like almost like an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead if you combine the two together, <laughs> which yeah. I am loving. <laughs> yeah. Which we know the Duffer Brothers like this entire series is an homage to like eighties films and eighty horror movies. Yeah. In fact, I I I read some suggestions that so this girl's name is Chrissy Cooper or Chrissy whatever her name is, like, the girl who gets eaten by the shark in Jaws is named Chrissy, or Christine, and that's, like, the Duffer Brothers' favorite movie. And then the last name of the character in this, that Chrissy girl, is the same last name of the girl in the movie Christine. Um, Christine? Yeah, in, like, a Stephen King movie. Like, but people go, this yeah. is, like, this is how you and I and Jamie were with Lost. Like, we look for any single character, oh, yeah, find, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's how people are with yeah. Stranger Things. But, uh, yeah, I, so I don't know why he was after Chrissy. To me, that was kind of um, a big question mark. Like, who the hell is Chrissy and why does he care about her? Um, and if he's from the Upside Down, like, what we know of the Upside Down it is not, like, random I thought maybe he could, like, somebody new to connect to. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the older brother, stepbrother that was in last season, he wasn't in the first two seasons, was he? Billy, no, he was new. Billy, Max and Billy were Max and Billy were both right. new last season. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed that this demon needs somebody new. No, I mean, Billy, I didn't even really. Billy and Max came in season two. 
They came in season two? Well, but either oh, way, yes, they, they did. Yeah. They did season two. So, and Billy, point, Billy was kind of, of how I look at it. Billy got possessed by, like, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, if I recall correctly, from last year. Um, and, and Christine obviously had some major, like, she had eating disorder and, like, problems, right? Um, which may be her emotional pain. Who knows? We'll probably find out. I mean, AJ's not saying much. You might know more. Or maybe it doesn't matter why he was drawn to her. Um, but I thought it was really scary, and I, I think he's very different from – like, like the demo, like the mind flare, it's just like insane. You know how it's like this giant, huge spider thing, and and the demo dog, and the demogorgons were kind of um, like, like this. It's Vecna, Vecna, whatever. Um, he like he talked to Chrissy in a very like, like. I felt like those those creatures we've seen in the past didn't have that level of intellect. They didn't have that mental level, that intelligence, that intellectual connection, right? Like there was more of a monster kind of thing about them. And this guy is yeah, very, this one was sort of more humanized, I guess. And it, yeah, which makes it more scary. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty scary. All right. Well, by the way, you well, know season I'm, five is confirmed, right? You know season five of the show is confirmed. Yeah, I was I was a little upset because I thought I thought it was that they had said that season four was the last. Well, they did. Well, no. And now they say no. They five. said actually they never said it was the last. When the when they talked, Duffer Brothers had done an interview after season three. They said they had four seasons written. They had you know they they knew what they wanted to do for four seasons. They said mm. to go beyond that. It, it it starts to kill it after a while because the people start going, why the hell are you still in Hawkins? Why haven't you moved the fuck out of town yet? You know, he, said, cause he, goes, he goes, franchise, he goes, you know, they said franchises do this all the time. They, they stay longer than they're welcome. And he's like, we don't yeah. want to do that. Oh, I know. And then I heard, and then I heard season five, there was a season five and it was the final season. I went, oh crap, why? But I guess um, in an interview they said, that they realized they ended up having more to tell than they thought they did. Again, what I, what I read was that the Duffer Brothers have season five pretty, the quote was pretty well mapped out and there would be a time jump, which I guess would have to keep yes. up with the kids growing bodies. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I heard about the time but, jump. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, I guess, because Jamie and I ha- still have like, so there's, there's four episodes now and then the next two are coming in like August. July or August, right? There's seven now, and then the other, the last two are July first. Oh you think God. they just right. would have waited? That seems confusing, but okay. I don't understand. Right. I, I don't understand why you know this whole not dropping all nine at the same time thing. I don't really understand it, yeah. but whatever. Oh, I know why. I know why because our podcast why? can't talk about nine episodes in one night, so we need to have some time. <laughs> so. Yeah. We weren't going to talk um, about seven episodes in one night. No, I know. I know. Um, My phone is about ready to die. I'm just warning you guys. All right. All right. Well, this is it for you, right? This is your... Yeah. yeah um, I did watch Obi-Wan or whatever, so... Um, but oh, you I don't watch, watch Obi-Wan? No. I mean, I eventually will, but I haven't yet. <laughs> then again, I still haven't watched The Mandalorian. What, what's his Mandalorian? I'm going to say Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is so much better. Yeah, yeah. watch The Mandalorian first. Yeah. Isn't there yeah. another All one, right. too? 
or am I wrong? Yeah, Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't watched either of those. Watch That's series. okay, Jamie, because right. when I met you, you'd never seen Star Wars. You've come a long way, baby. This is a good point. This is a good point. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I will right. eventually watch. I just need, you know, a couple more hours in the day. Okay. Yeah. I will right. talk to you guys next week, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, Jamie. Watch Have a good week, Jamie. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks. Right. Bye-bye. 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 All right, AJ, what's on tap next? Uh well we just mentioned it so we might as well do uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Episode. This is episode three of Obi Wan this week, right? Three of six. So we're now halfway through. Um, I have some frustrations with this episode. Really? Um, what were your frustrations? I'm frustrated with Obi Wan Kenobi himself. Um. I'm really frustrated that he allowed his power to completely, like, go to shit, which I didn't even think it was possible for a, a Jedi to, like, get out of practice. But I feel like, Obi-Wan, you were sent to Tatooine to watch over Luke Skywalker and eventually train him. And, and like, somehow in – so Luke Skywalker right now is – okay, Leia's ten, supposed to be 10 years old, right? So, so in 10 yeah, years, 10. Obi-Wan Kenobi's powers have gone to shit. Um, uh, I, like, I'm really frustrated, like, I just don't buy, like, Obi-Wan was so powerful when we saw him last in the Star Wars, those horrible three movies, right? And then he's so powerful when we meet him in episode four when he fights, um, against Darth Vader, and I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, he's, He's afraid of Anakin. He's afraid of Darth Vader. He, uh, he, he's very weak in this episode, even more so than last episode. And I guess I had kind of thought that his powers would be, like, bouncing back and he'd be, like, you know, be like, yes, I'm Obi-Wan. I'm the shit. I, I understand he can't win every battle in episode three, but I'm disappointed with that. And then I have some other issues, but that's my that was my main thing as I watched it today. And I was like, really, Obi-Wan? What the fuck have you been doing for 10 years? Like, come on, you're supposed to be like, yeah. whatever, right? See, I actually understand it because he's been trying to stay low-key, you know? Yeah, um, but can he practice I mean, in a the... cave, right? Like, come on. Well, I don't know because, I mean, the, it, because that's the thing. Like, the Inquisitors, they can sense the Jedi, you know, because they're Jedi themselves who turned okay, to the dark side. They're force so, sensitive. They're force sensitive. So exactly. would they feel the force if they used it? All right. That is how the, yeah, pretty much. Cause that's how the inquisitors are finding all these Jedi that, that they didn't get during order 66. They're going through. That's the whole point of the inquisitors is to wipe out any Jedi stragglers that are around. I mean, that's how they found the guy on Tatooine, you know? Um, yeah. And Obi-Wan has been staying completely under the radar. And you gotta remember, Obi-Wan also, I mean, as to his, until, you know, later in the episode, for 10 years, he thinks he killed his best friend. He thinks he failed Anakin and he had to kill him, you know? I mean, Anakin, I mean Obi-Wan is very withdrawn from that. I mean, it's very, you know, the whole thing is very traumatic for him. And now to find out that Obi-Wan's alive and he's this very vicious Sith Lord, which was amazing. <laughs> So he's kind of like emo Luke when Luke's like, oh, I failed Ben Solo and he killed everyone. Wow, wow, wow. And then like Ben Solo yeah, kind of. to be, you know, Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to. And whatever. 
Except yeah, Luke that's was actually except Luke was still good way to put it. Very powerful. Yeah. Well, Luke was still, you know, he wasn't as far removed. That, um, he was probably still training on on his his planet there. Little planet there. All the Jedi are so emo, aren't they? All of them. They're all like, "Wah, my friends died. Oh, I failed you. Wah." Um, thank God for little Leia kicking some ass. Um, it so yeah. it frustrated me. That frustrated me, and and I continue to be frustrated also with like um the Inquisitors and the Third Sister and all that. Um, uh, that she's maybe okay. I shouldn't be asking for her to be more characterized because it's only three episodes and she's not a main character and there's not a lot of time for that. But I feel like she's drawn in very broad strokes and and not like um, uh, her motivation and her superiority to everyone around her is just not like grounded in anything that is easy for me to like kind of accept. Right. Okay. Also, also how did she get to the end of the tunnel before Leia? Okay. Please help with that. Oh, that I don't. That I don't know. I, I don't know how she did that. Um, but <laughs> that was, I might be able to help a little. Um, I might be able to help a little because I have a more vast knowledge of um, the expanded Star universe. universe of Star Wars. In the Old Republic, back when there was <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> a lot of Sith, you know, when there was hundreds of Sith and hundreds of Jedi, the problem with the Sith has always been they all want the power for themselves. So even though the Sith originally had like a a council, much like the Jedi Council, everybody was always trying to one-up each other. And they were constantly fighting amongst themselves, and that's why the Sith died out, was because they kept fighting against... They ended up doing all the work for the Jedi. You know, they ended up killing each other because they kept trying to take complete, you know, well, this guy would have that... a coup, and then this guy would have a coup. And so it's just, it's just the way, you know, that they depict the dark side is, you know, like, any villain story, really, you know, they want ultimate power, and all the Inquisitors, you know, now that they're practicing the dark side of the Force and everything, they want that power. Everybody wants that power. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you see, you know, you see, like, you know, the fifth, uh, fifth brother – He's like, I'm next in line to be Inquisitor. And she's like, yeah, well, I talked to uh, Lord Vader. And, and the fifth one was like, oh, crap. You yeah. know? So it's just, Yeah, and I, I guess that is kind it's of all about power. That's also something that I guess, you know, in the movies I've seen, Emperor kind of, he exploits that, right? Like he exploited Vader's, he definitely exploited like Kylo Ren's hunger for power. Or hunger to be legitimate, like like Kylo Ren, I guess, had this inferiority complex and needed to be validated by having the ultimate power. And like we, like Darth Vader tried to, yeah, I get it. Okay, thank you. I understand that she's still well, annoying as shit. Um, she's well, still really annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, I, um, I mean, John Carlos Esposito was just such a better Inquisitor, you know, in in uh, in. Well, he's not. He's, he's, Oh, he's not? He's not, he's not an Inquisitor. He? No, he's just, he's just an Imperial uh, officer. Okay. Um, all right. Anyway, so that's the thing that frustrated me a little bit. I, I guess I can, you know, last we're listening to you, I can maybe accept Ben Solo's weaknesses, ben, uh, ben Kenobi's weaknesses a little bit. I do really 
I mean, I continue to enjoy that little girl who plays Leia. I can't believe people don't like yeah. her. Um, and I liked her scenes. I liked the scene they wrote where they're masquerading as father and daughter. And she's so much more um, charismatic and able to talk her way past a past an Imperial stormtrooper, right? Like, yeah. the scenes were kind of, I mean, is she overly precocious and annoying and you want to smack her sometimes? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I guess what's really good about those scenes is Obi-Wan's complete inability. Like, I kept thinking, why doesn't he Jedi mind trick them? Just do the Jedi mind trick. But, you know, to your point, he can't. First of all, he just can't right now. Second of all, to your point, it's not a good idea. But she's like a fast-talking she, – she's actually got a lot of, like, Han Solo kind of traits in those scenes, right? Yeah. Well, also kind of Padme. I think that's one thing they – she they did a good job with blending Padme and and uh, and, and think, Carrie Fisher into her. Um, Carrie Fisher, yeah. Yeah, into, like, her dialogue and her um, – Yeah. I mean, I I kind of like that. I I kind of also like Obi Wan's complete inability to manage a child in any way. Um, because I can't deal with kids myself. Actually, I I do have a gripe of my own about Obi Wan. Why does he never mm-hmm. put his hood up? People are looking know, right? for you. Your face is everywhere. Put up your hood. And then he finally yeah. does put up his hood, and it was already too late. I was like, why is he putting it up now? Yeah. 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 His hood should have been up for, like, really the entire show. <laughs> um, I, I guess we need to see the actor's face sometimes. But you're right. He also, that he's known to be with this child. Like, her face should be everywhere also, right? Like, the two of them should have their hoods up all the time. Probably. And they, and they should be, like, better disguised. He's basically wearing... Also, his like brown cloak kind of looks a lot like a Jedi, a Jedi robe, kind of yeah. to me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I already kept saying the same thing. Right? It looks like a Jedi robe. Um, could be wearing something else. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess it's not like a ton happens in this. They're on the run. They run into like this underground railroad type organization that helps Jedi escape. Um, that's going to help them. Uh, they meet another kind of droid, which was kind of cool, the loader droid, who I felt like, even though he couldn't speak, I felt like that droid showed me a lot of emotion. Um, and then there's the terrible part with the tunnel, where somehow the third sister gets to the end of the tunnel first, which makes no sense whatsoever. It was so annoying to me because I felt like, oh, you're showing the kind of sloppy writing that I bitch about on Walking Dead all the time. And that, like, befalls these shows once in a while. And it, it kind of, right? There's no reason why she should have gotten to the end of the tunnel first. The only way I could see that she got there first would be that if she was like, okay, here's an entrance to the tunnel. So the tunnel has to obviously, you know, the tunnel goes down and it's underground. So it takes a little longer. And Leia's legs are shorter. So if she comes back out and she's on top side and finds and, and – Fun, you know, goes further down and finds another house that has an entrance to the tunnel. That's the only way I could possibly think that she would have beaten her there. But again, I was just—that's just a thought I had. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. Even that stretching like, it, even that I'm kind of like, she eh. no, right? Like she'd have to know somehow. Yeah. 
So um, what did you think about uh, Indira Varma? I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her. She's the one that played uh, Tala and Obi-Wan, um, yeah. the one that was helping them. And I'm like, she looks familiar, and I couldn't place her. She was, uh, what's it called, on Game of Thrones? Um, what's I'm going to What the heck was her name? She, the, the, the Red Vipers woman. She was the, one of the mothers of the, the sand, sand snakes. snakes. Uh, Elliot, not Elia yeah. Sand. Uh, Elia Sand is the dead one, right? That causes it all. She's the, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I thought she was good. I'm glad you she's said a, that. She's Alaria. Alaria Sand. Alaria Sand, yeah. I mean, I recognized her, but I didn't know where from. Recognized her name, of course. Didn't know where from. Um, I thought she was good. I, I thought her character at first... I know at first it seemed like too much of a coincidence, like they happen to be at this checkpoint and things are going to shit, and then all of a sudden this, like, sympathetic woman shows up, and I was like, oh, it's a little, like, too much, too, you know, there's a little walking dead for me, like somebody shows up just at the right time to help them, and it's just going to be annoying. But they they gave her an explanation later where she explains to Leia, like, why why she... You know, she's like, oh, I joined. It's funny that she said to me, I joined the Empire when it means something. And I was like, oh, so that's a thing that's not well explained, I think, to casual Star Wars viewers, right? Like you may, as a a more of a student of the expanded universe, might get that a little more than maybe I did. Um, I honestly think, I I guess from a certain perspective, um, I mean, even Han Solo, that's Han Solo joined. Uh, well, in the expanded universe, um, it, he he joined the Imperial Guard, and um, oh yeah, then he then he realized it was a bad idea. But that's why he his pants actually they explain why he had like that's why his pants are actually from the Imperial Guard, and they let him um, that stripe down his pants is actually a Carillion uh, sign, which is what where Han Solo is from is from Carillia, so. Yeah, people, so, you know, they're like, it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, kind of like people are like, all right, there's an empire and that, you know, we don't have a lot of choices, so we might as well make the best of it type of thing until you decide, you know what, maybe we'll, we'll start a rebellion instead. <laughs> well, like, okay, there's an empire and we hope it's going to succeed. Kind of like, we didn't vote for this president, but we wish him the best and we'll see what happens. And- yeah. Kind kind of something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, for me, like that explanation that she gave was good. I understood that. I accepted it when you know when she says, "Well, I joined," and you know, um, I, I liked her. I, I guess that's a character we're not going to see anymore after this. Um, this was her, yeah, week, right? So. This was her episode. Um, this was it, probably. And we probably won't see her again. Um, her. I mean, you know, um, this show and all these Star Wars shows do this thing where they have, like, these guest characters that are pretty good, and then they move on. Like, we had, um, what's his name? Uh, the fake Jedi the last two weeks. Yeah. Now, um, so we've had all that. So, yeah, I thought she was pretty good. I... I mean, I generally pretty well. It was an okay episode. It was it was probably not as good as the previous episode, right? Um, this was a little slower, a little more. 
um, not so much happened, right? I mean, it was a chasing after yeah. episode, but I not mean, a ton really happened. I mean, the highlight for me was all the stuff with Vader. I mean, I... This is going to sound terrible, but I lo- I loved watching him walk down the street just killing people. Just because they yeah. didn't want to talk, and whether they knew anything or not, he was just killing people. He wasn't even asking any questions, just killing them. And I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, and then the fight scenes, I mean, if you want to call them fight scenes with Obi-Wan, I loved, I loved when Obi-Wan, he like, he's, you see Vader in front of him, and, you know, Obi-Wan sees him, and, he, and you see... Like Obi-Wan gets this look at his eye and he runs. I was like, I love it. I just, (laughs) I just, I love how brutal and vicious they're making Vader because he is, you know, and that's, that's one thing I've actually complained about over the years through all the stuff is they've never really made Vader as vicious as he is um, from the expanded universe. And even with, even now, with um in canon there's a Darth Vader comic book in the canon and he's very vicious and unforgiving. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're now that now that we're getting, you know, Vader back on, on the you know, on the screen, that they're 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 making him what his lore has always been. I mean, because, I mean you think about it. Even in the, the prequel trilogy, you know, you see how powerful Anakin is, you know. And we see yeah. what he becomes in, you know, we in the uh, original trilogy. So it's like now we're getting to see how incredible he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his and the Force is so strong in his family. Um, yeah. Uh, and he, you know, I did notice that the way that that Obi Wan is afraid of him, really. Uh, in this episode, um, and, oh, and I guess he's afraid of him. I mean, he's afraid of him because basically he's he's almost like he's back from the dead, which is a very frightening thing, right? Um, and he's he's super powerful. Um, I, you know, I, I've read a few complaints, so I, I've read some that hardcore Star Wars fans have had some problems with this. Um, that might be too nitpicky. And that might be taking the fun out of it for a more casual kind of fans. But this idea that episode four takes place in like another 10 years, right? Um, and that when you see that battle between Obi-Wan and, and Darth, it's like they haven't seen each other in a million years. Um, and if they've just seen each other and had this bat, like people are feeling like, oh, is this like changing the canon? Is this changing like what we should really feel about episode four i don't really i mean i mean we talked about that a little bit last week well Um, i mean that's i mean that's the whole thing though i mean it's been 10 years all right so this is 10 years after revenge um you know and and this this, 10 years five years these six it's been it's 10 years these six episodes are going to take place over a matter of a couple days you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. and then it's going to be another 10 years before they see each other again. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be like, it, it's not going to be like, hey, I just saw you yesterday. You know, so I don't understand yeah. what they're complaining about. I'm kind of interested where it goes, um, partly because we know that they both survive. We know they have this encounter. Right. We know everyone lives. Everyone has these encounters 10 years from now. 
Um, and I'm interested to see what they fill in and what they give us that illuminates those characters a little more in the future, right? Yeah. Um, I, I thought Arthur was great. I didn't know that, James, like, James Earl Jones is doing the voice for this? Yes. I was very excited. Because they have... That was pretty up, cool. Until, until he spoke, they had not confirmed anything. They have said nothing about James Earl Jones this whole time. That's the one thing everybody wanted to know. Because, you know, we knew about Hayden Christensen, you know, being Vader and everything. And no, but nothing had been said about James Earl Jones. And everybody was like, so as soon as he spoke the first time, I was like, yes! <laughs> I was yeah, so happy. Yeah, awesome. Because, I mean, with the stuff they do now, I mean, uh, it's great that he happen. actually is... It, yeah, it's well. No, it's great. It's not so. No, they don't have to fake it so much. Um, you just take old archive footage and piece it together however the hell you want. You know. Um, yeah. I just I love the fact that it's actually him doing the Me voice too. work. You know, because it's too. actually I funny. Mean, the, the boys, the, the boys and I, um, we watched the first season of, of Star Trek Prodigy, and there's an episode where where one of the kids goes through the Kobayashi Maru, and he gets to pick his his bridge crew and he has Spock, Uhura, um, he has Scotty at one point, he has Beverly Crusher, he has Odo and they took, um, other than, um, uh, Beverly Crusher who, uh, Gates McFadden actually voiced it. Every, all the other characters, they, uh, they took audio from oh, the past wow. and they rearranged it. Because, like, I heard Spock talk, and I'm like, that's Leonard Nimoy's voice. I'm like, and I know he wasn't alive when they made this, so so I yeah. Googled it. And, they, you know, that's what they did. They took old footage, and they just rearranged it, you know. And, and technology, and guess, they can just do that. But some of those people were alive and opted out, right? Like, it's great James Earl Jones is alive, and he's doing it, right? That's awesome. Um, I thought he sounded great. I, I like. I agree with you. I thought Darth Vader looked really good. Was really scary. I loved having the voice. He's the Darth Vader that we that we are gonna come to know in Episode Four. Um, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I would I like to see a little more happen in this episode, maybe. But I guess the big thing. This was more an emotional episode than an action episode. This was more like. Obi-Wan's like, holy shit, he's alive episode, right? And I guess the more I talk to you about it, the more I'm understanding, like, Obi-Wan realizes that he's alive and he's really rattled and freaked out this whole episode, right? Yeah. I just want to see him get his power back. Like, it bothers me, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but... So, not having watched the Expanded Universe, I didn't really know all this about these Inquisitors and, and how they're basically really powerful Sith or ex-Jedi or whatever you want, whatever they are. They're, are they a Sith? Are they all Sith? Is that basically a dark Jedi as a Sith? Um, Essentially, yeah. Um, but the but the Sith, in Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, they were like, there can always, there's always two. There's always one light and one dark, right? right? Um, yeah. But they're very powerful. Like, she read Obi-Wan's mind in one minute last week, right? So it was annoying, kind of. I was like, really, Obi-Wan? Yeah, Come the, on, get your mind the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors basically, um, for lack of a better term, they're hired guns. Um, Vader yeah. and, the, and Palpatine really don't consider them to be Sith. They're just, like, 
henchman. Sensitive force, powerful henchman. Yeah. Henchman, I like it. Yeah, yeah basically. Hmm. All right. So three more. So one thing that hasn't happened in this is any, like, except for, okay, Darth Vader, obviously, I'm not even calling me a guest star, but there haven't been any, like, guest stars that we'll see <laughs> in the future. Like, in The Mandalorian, and and I kind of consider Boa Fett to be Mandalorian Season 3, right? There were some <laughs> references to people that you might, like, I wonder if we'll get any other, I mean, I guess we saw Jimmy Smith's. Right, and we do have Leia or whatever, but um, I love this Leia. So I love this Leia adventure, and one thing that is making sense to me now is, you know, you know, in Episode Four, which is the first episode any of us ever saw, when Leia puts the plans in R two D two and she sends them away, and she says, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope." Like now, it makes total sense why she's sending it to Obi Wan Kenobi, right? Like I guess I never. Right. We never knew that she'd met him before. Yeah. Well, she hadn't <laughs> until now. <laughs> it's more Star Wars retcon. Until they decided to retcon it. The only other guest star yeah. I'm really, really hoping for, um, the Star Trek, or Star Trek, Star Wars um, video game Fallen, Fallen Order, uh, the, mm-hmm. the main character in that is a Jedi, and his name is Cal Keltis. Um, I'm really hoping that he shows up in a cameo spot in this, because the same day that, that Obi-Wan premiered, they dropped the trailer for the for the new game called Survival, which is the sequel to Fallen Order. And that Survival takes place five... So, uh, so Fallen Order took, took place five years after... Revenge of the Sith. Survival takes place five years after the first game, which means it's taking place the same time as whatever's happening with Obi-Wan right now. So a lot okay. myself and a lot of other people were all hoping that there's going to be some kind of connection. Because he's an active Jedi right now. In yeah. Time that we're watching. Okay, makes sense. I got to catch up on all the Star Wars stuff. God. I can't. I can't do Star Wars and Star Trek at the same time. There's too much. Uh. <laughs> uh. So. All, right. All right. Anything else Three with more weeks. Obi-Wan? You want to move on to Star no, Trek? No, I think we're good. Let's do Star Trek. <laughs> Let's do Star Trek. All right. Um, this, this was, was sort of episode. like the comic. What do you think? It was like the comic relief episode, right? Like we've had, this is episode four. We've had three, yeah, like, you know, more serious. This is a bit, although not as comedic as I I get those old episodes of the original series were had more comedy that I think was more. It's not just that it doesn't age well. There was a little bit more intentional lightness in some of those episodes, right? Um, I have read a lot online about how um, Anson Mount, Captain Pike, is wearing that funny green like wraparound uniform that Kirk wears a couple times in the yeah. in the original series. Um, and it's not explained at all, although it's probably like a diplomatic uniform, right? Um, I think they could have played the comedy up a little more if they wanted to in this episode, right? And there were times when I wished they did and times where I was glad they, like it was a body switching episode. Like how many movies, like body switching is like high comedy or low comedy, depending on what you think of it, right? 
We've seen it a million times. Or according to, or, or according to the Vulcans, hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was great. <laughs> um, I, you know, I guess I thought I would see a little bit more of like Spock's discomfort in a woman's body, right? Like you often see like a like a man unable to walk it. Like when the man goes in one's body, he can't walk yeah. and sit like a like a you know. Like we didn't see the physical comedy, which this show is not about. Like we, I'm not necessarily complaining well, about you know, it. Right? To be fair, he's a Vulcan. So yeah. Vulcans aren't really known for their comedy. <laughs> no. Male or female. <laughs> They're very silly. I mean I mean not for nothing. I can't think of one body one one male female switch, body switching movie where the first thing the guy does is touch the boobs. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and Spock didn't do that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes sense because it's Spock. Yeah. Um. And, and really, you know, the B storyline was also comic, also where it, it's Una and um, Laan who are known as the two buzzkills of the whole ship, apparently, who are like trying yeah, to make fun themselves goes to die. have fun. And, yeah, and they can't make themselves have fun as much as they try. Um, until until the last thing they did when they signed the uh, yeah the one piece of the ship from the you know yeah. from the yeah I mean it was all mark. I mean it was all pretty light and fun um, I I like I I mean I generally liked it and I liked the aliens I liked how those aliens work out in the end how Pike like figures them out and they're like an empathetic species and all that which they gave it away in the beginning right. Like in the beginning, well, they, they said, say, they said we're that. Empathetic. Yeah, they said they said they mentioned uh, empathy right off the bat. I mean, that's what this whole episode was about was empathy. Yeah, so like we're a very empathetic species. No one realizes that about us. Um, and yeah, it was about like you know everybody having empathy. I mean, Spock and what's Spock? Beyonce's name, whatever her name is, having empathy for each other. Um, and about it's uh Capring. Capring. Yeah, so in the original series, does Spock have a fiance at home? Uh, uh no, they've broken up by that point, I think. Okay. Uh well, I mean when discovery... the show I mean you gotta remember, this takes place after um, Discovery Blue. Spock, right? Spock is Spock is Spock is with Pike for eleven years, I wanna say. Before he joins Kirk. before Pike right. before the events happen so, that Pike is gone. To still, Kirk to still over, have yeah. a fiance after eleven you know, talk about a long engagement. <laughs> yeah. So it's and actually look, funny you say that it. because Well no. And it's funny you say that because I was gonna say you know, knowing that we know Spock doesn't get married to her in the future, I, I was I was feeling maybe it's just you know I, I was reading too much into it. Maybe that you know it's just friendship, but I kind of felt like there was a little something that uh, with Nurse Chapel and Spock yes. maybe. Yes, yes, definitely. I feel that also. I think she kind of likes him. Maybe because he doesn't express was, any emotion, and she and she can't stand any guy who likes yeah. her. <laughs> but 
And that, I was going to say, yeah, when, um, secret crush? when, when, when Dever started talking about, you know, relationships and she's like, Oh, my friend needs me. I'll talk to you later. She's, she's all like, come on, let's go up yeah. to your room. And he's like, I want to talk about us. And she's like, no. I got to go. Spot me. I mean, I, I also felt You know what's like, funny is, it, it was, hold on a second. It was hard to, to hear what she was saying. I thought she kept saying, I had a Google to find out what his name was. I thought she kept saying Detmer. So I'm like, does Detmer from Discovery have a brother that we don't know about? But it was Detmer, right. not Detmer. Detmer. I mean, at first I thought maybe she and, uh, what's her name from the bridge? Uh, the best friend. What's her name again? Oh, um, Ortega. 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 I thought maybe she, like, I thought maybe, like, Ortega liked her a little bit at first, but I'm like, no, no, they're definitely just, like, BFF, right? Um, and and Nurse Chapel is definitely into guys, or they do mention that she had a thing with a girl because Star Trek is very post, post you know, hetero and, oh, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I thought maybe she and Spock might have a little uh, mutual interest there. Um, he and Tapring don't really have any chemistry, and I I recognize that it's hard for two Klingon, uh, two Klingons, two Vulcans to really show any chemistry, right? Um, it's yeah. not a they don't show emotion or whatever. Um, she's all right. I, I did think it kind of all came to a head very quickly. Like, like there's all these problems, and in the end, like, in the end, there's the negotiation where T'Pring is in Spock's body and has to go in, like, manage the negotiation, and basically says two sentences, and then Pike interrupts. And I was a little bit like, really? Like, okay, I like Pike's speech, and what Pike said was good, and it, it made the other aliens, like, you know, come around, but I felt like really all she did was two sentences. Ringovians. I yeah. felt like well, all she was, spring gets she was, is like. Yeah, well, she was flubbing it, so. <laughs> well, I, just, I, I guess I just felt like I would have, I would have liked to maybe have that speech kind of given to her. Not that exact speech, but like I just felt like really right. they're gonna. I know that he's the star, but he interrupts and he he steals the scene and steals the moment. And I felt like we've been building and building towards this moment in the show where T'Pring and Spock's body and Spock and T'Pring's body are both going to have these two big moments where they, they have this big realization and they, and they perform really well as the other person. Like, I just felt like... She got I feel like that's kind of the point. I feel like that's kind of the point, though, is that they didn't perform well as each other because they don't really understand what their other half... how important their other half is. I mean, Kirk... Or Kirk Spock ends up clocking the guy, you know, rather than yeah. talking to him to, to get him, you know. So I think that was the whole point, actually, because they, you know, they both failed. And that was the realization that, you know, like uh, for Ping, it's, you know, wow, Spock is a lot more important to the Federation than I realized. And, you know, for Spock, his realization was her her job is not what I thought it was, you know. So... So she was. So you think the point is that she wasn't able to be like, I can channel Spock here because I know him so well and I can succeed at this. The point was right, that exactly. she couldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I I wasn't sure. I'll be honest. I wasn't sure that conversation they had at the end. 
Like, I feel like that was goodbye sex. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know why they got together because it was kind of abrupt, right? Like, we just saw this scene where she's like, will you marry me? And he's like, yeah, and they get engaged. And she's not, she was not in Discovery, right? That wasn't really ever a thing in Discovery no. that he had this girl. No, they, and they, he had already been, like, they'd been together. This is just the first time we'd seen them together. Yeah. And she's like, will you marry me? He's like, yep. And then they're together. And so it wasn't really, I guess, established that he had this connection to her. Um, and And all the... I mean, all the Star Trek I've seen, all the Vulcans I know have been, have been like half human or married to humans, right? Like Spock's mother, Winona Ryder, <laughs> is married to a Vulcan. Um, and, you know, and his sister, Michael, is really human. And we haven't really seen a, like, I don't really know any Vulcans in my experience of Star Trek, who are like pure Vulcans and have a Vulcan wife and Vulcan kids or whatever, right? And they're, they're shown as being total jerks to Spock. Um, well, th- there's lots of them. We just don't focus on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying in my, like, my experience is like, anyway, like we don't oh, really have a basis that's, that's for them. Tuvok. Tuvok, yeah. Tuvok. Full Vulcan. Yeah, he was. He's only like, I, I guess, walk, but he's, He's the only featured one that I could think of. That I know, yeah. I guess dialing back, um, we just didn't really have a basis. Like, we just saw her be like, Spock, marry me. He's like, fine. And they're like, okay, we're engaged now. We yeah. don't really see. We don't have a basis yeah, there was... in the relationship. But I guess Vulcans need to get married yeah. out of logic, not out of, she's like, oh, log- on paper, you're well, great. Let's yeah. get married, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a logical. I mean, I, I would assume that there has to be some sort of attraction you know, even though they're logical. Well, I find, yeah. I find you very appealing. I find you very appealing. Well, logically, we should get engaged then. <laughs> <There's a base laughs> then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like you say, it felt like a bisex. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe we won't see her anymore. That's not a storyline that's going anywhere, right? Like, how is that going to go anywhere? Especially, like, now you're saying it's 11, it's 11 years. He's with 11 years. Of I mean, he's been with Pike a couple of years yeah. already, right? But like a good seven years ahead of him with Pike. Um, probably. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that we're not going to see. So. Um, Alrighty. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it was all right. I, um, you know, the sideline with the next? girls was all right, but we didn't get a lot more out of them. Um, hopefully next week we'll have a, you know, another good, this was episode, was this episode five? We're deep into the show. I think it was episode five. Uh-huh. I think we're halfway through. I feel like I, I think you're right. I believe it was episode five. Um, yeah, we have a few more. I don't know. All right. So we're back next week. All right. So with, with no walk. So next week. Next week. Yeah, then we'll um, only have three shows if we if we if if you guys manage to watch more. Uh... Oh, I will. We'll oh, actually, more time to we things. will. Have... We will have uh, another show because tomorrow not only is um, Obi Wan on, but uh, the premiere of Miss Marvel is tomorrow. Oh, exciting! I'm excited to watch that. You know, you know, it's funny. Everybody, I, a lot of the people I talk to, they're all like, "Oh, you know, I don't think it's going to be that good and everything." I was like, but I like, I based on the the previews for it, I keep saying, you know, I feel like as long as you don't go in 
and take it too seriously, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, I, yeah. I get the feeling this is not going to be one of the serious type of uh, shows. <laughs> like, less Wanda, more Hawkeye. Yes. In terms of how those shows went last year. Yeah. Well, I'm, actually, I'm I mean, I mean WandaVision was kind of – I mean, I actually, yeah. WandaVision Wanda actually Vision would be a better kind of, choice. Cause it, it was, was kind of fun until it got heavy. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hawkeye was... Yeah, so definitely... Yeah, all right. Yeah, so... All right. We'll add that tomorrow. All right, cool. All All right, right. have a good week, Karen. There's still time to catch the end of the Met game, probably. Oh, I've been watching it this whole time. I'm not enjoying it, though. Oh, really? Oh, I don't have it on. They're losing losing 4-0 in the sixth. Oh, no. I guess I'll just go to bed then. All right. All right, good talking to you and everybody else. Have a good week. All right. Good night. Thanks. Bye.